Welcome to Sights and Sounds, a series of podcasts presented by the Gotham Center for New York City History for Open House New York Weekend. In this episode, Steve Lang talks about the Newtown Creek Alliance, a group of neighborhood activists advocating for environmental rehabilitation and increased recreational use of the notoriously polluted waterway that runs between Long Island City, Greenpoint, Sunnyside, and East Williamsburg. As you'll hear, this organization has done much to revitalize this formerly inaccessible Superfund site. But it's struggling like other communities around the world to reclaim the formerly industrial shoreline without paradoxically closing it off to residents through hypergentrification. Lang, a sociologist who's been studying these efforts, is a professor of urban studies at LaGuardia Community College, CUNY. For more podcasts like this and for more Gotham Center programming, visit us at gothamcenter.org and sign up to our mailing list. Thanks for listening. Over the last 40 years, post-industrial port cities throughout the world have been reimagining and transforming their declining and neglected industrial waterfronts from a realm of dereliction into a new frontier of economic opportunity. This is clearly the case in New York City. While the waterfront has long been a major focus of the city's economic development plans, beginning in 2007 after the launch of its long-term sustainability plan called Plan NYC, ideas about sustainability became a core component of such efforts. Later in 2011, such ideas would be incorporated into the city's updated comprehensive waterfront plan called Vision 2020. Sustainability is the ubiquitous and influential concept that has generated multiple and varied interpretations and articulations. Since it was first popularized by the 1987 Brundtland Commission Report, which defined it as, quote, those forms of development that allow people to meet the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs, sustainability has been fiercely debated, defended, and criticized. Ideas of sustainability replace the pessimistic environmental discourse and stress limits to growth with a more positive pro-growth stance. Since the Brundtland Report, sustainability and sustainable development have typically been conceptualized as having three pillars of what is often referred to as the sustainability triad, or the three E's, environmental protection, economic growth, and social equity. The social equity component of the triad focuses on the processes of how development decisions are made and who participates in decision-making, as well as the outcomes of those decisions, which often result in the unequal distribution of environmental burdens and benefits. As we shall see, such concerns are at the heart of environmental justice struggles on the New York City waterfront, and they are definitely a major concern for the community activists who are struggling to clean up Newtown Creek. Newtown Creek's a severely polluted waterway located in the heart of New York City that has been pounded into ecological submission by 150-plus years of unrestrained industrial development. The creek flows for 3.8 miles between Queens and Brooklyn before emptying to the East River. It contains 11 miles of shoreline, traverses through several neighborhoods, including Long Island City, Hunters Point, Sunnyside, Blissville, and Masbeth in Queens, and Greenpoint, East Williamburg, Bushwick, and Ridgewood in Brooklyn. It is a surface area of 140 acres and has five tributaries known as Dutch Kills, the East Branch, Whale Creek, Masbeth Creek, and English Kills. New York City waterfront redevelopment and environmental justice are inextricably intertwined because many of the city's toxic waterfront targeted for cleanup and redevelopment are located in low-income communities. 
New York City's waterfront is a tale of two cities. While some have become waterfront Gold Coast where high-end residential and retail and entertainment venues exist alongside amenities such as esplanades, public spaces, and parks, other areas have become repositories of waste transfer stations, power plants, sewage treatment plants, and a host of locally unwanted land users, or LULUs. The waterfront area around Newtown Creek contains both of these extremes. The communities along the creek are home to a disproportionate number of environmental hazards and risk. Within one mile of the creek, there are many brownfield sites, state superfund sites, several instances of hazardous vapor intrusions into homes, and several waste transfer stations, as well as the largest sewage treatment facility in New York City. Because these waste transfer stations rely mainly on tractor-trailer trucks, they generate a great deal of noise and pollution. The unequal distribution of noxious waste facilities that serve the entire city is a major environmental justice issue in New York City. While working class and low income communities around the creek have dozens of waste transfer stations that are served by hundreds of diesel spewing trucks per day resulting in a constant noise and extreme odors, low air quality and high asthma rates, the borough of Manhattan has none. But this will change as a result of the city's new equity plan for waste management. While the area around the creek was once a bucolic Etchwin marsh area with an abundance of fish and shellfish surrounded by farms, it was gradually transformed to a degraded and sewage and petroleum-filled industrial waterway amid an ecological wasteland. Nevertheless, it is still a working waterfront that plays a major role in the city's economy. The land adjacent to the creek constitutes the largest contiguously industrial-zoned area in the New York City, and it's been designated a simi a significant maritime industrial area. The area around Newtown Creek was once part of what historian Andrew Hurley called an urban industrial ecological regime that played a major economic role in 19th century industrializing America. In the years following the Civil War, the geography of Newtown Creek was permanently altered by a period of rapid and intense industrial activity, which included the storage and refining of oil, chemical production, glue making, sugar refineries, tanneries, copper smelting works, and fertilizer manufacturing of lumber, coal, and brickyards. By 1870, there were more than 50 oil refineries along the banks of the creek, and by the turn of the century, John D. Rockefeller, founder of Standard Oil, controlled over 100. As oil refineries rose to dominance and became concentrated along its shores, the environmental conditions of Newtown Creek rapidly deteriorated. In 1890, a group of citizens angered by nauseating odors in their community created the 15th Ward Smelling Committee to monitor the creek's degraded conditions. On a boat trip to the creek, they discovered the source of the nuisances to be the, quote, distilling and boiling of bones, rendering of dead animals, fat, offal, and blood, mixing of fertilizer material, escape of sewage, garbage dumping, and oil refinery odors, and seepage. If we jump to the 1970s, while the waters of Newtown City improved tremendously with the passage of the new environmental laws and legislation, Newtown Creek, with its legacy of environmental degradation, remained relatively unchanged. Today, approximately 50 years later, the industrial zone surrounding Newtown Creek is a far cry from the toxic soup that was once described by the New York Times in 1881 as the, quote, worst-smelling district in the world, but is also far from clean. 
It still remains a polluted waterway that has local residents worried about combined sewage overflows, foul smells stemming from assorted noxious facilities, and a potentially toxic oil spill on its Greenpoint shore that is larger than the 1989 Exxon Valdez disaster. While the creek still remains an ecological wasteland that is slowly showing signs of improvement, a new generation of smelling committees and environmental activists are trying to speed up the remediation process. In 1978, the Coast Guard detected an oil slick on the surface of the water, which was part of a 17 million gallon oil spill that had saturated the soil underneath nearly 55 acres in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. The Coast Guard applied temporary measures to collect the oil, but very little was done to address what lay beneath the surface until 1990, when the State Department of Environmental Conservation became involved and issued a consent order to Exxon to clean up the spill. While Exxon accepted responsibility and agreed to clean up the spill, the state applied very little pressure to the company. There were no timetables, no fines, or set outcomes. Concerned members of the Greenpoint community began meeting to address the degraded conditions of the creek, and many found the cozy relationship between Exxon and the DEC to be unacceptable. Out of these early meetings, the Newtown Creek Alliance was formed. As one of their first projects, the Alliance, working alongside the environmental watchdog group Riverkeeper and Congressman David Yasky's office, filed a lawsuit against ExxonMobil to address the Greenpoint oil spill, which was settled in 2010, and has brought to Greenpoint, through the Greenpoint Community Environmental Benefit Fund, $19.5 million to pay for assorted environmental and green infrastructure projects. Such projects are ushering a new and more hopeful chapter in the life of the Newtown Creek watershed. The Newtown Creek Alliance, which was officially formed in 2002, is just the most recent effort in a long history of citizen activism to clean up and reimagine the creek. The alliance represents the interest of community residents and local business and is made up of neighborhood activists with a long involvement in environmental issues as well as recent arrivals to the area. The mission of this community nonprofit organization is to restore, reveal, and revitalize the creek and to transform it from a degraded toxic wasteland to a waterway that is cleaner, more natural, accessible to the community for recreation, and economically viable as a working industrial waterfront. The Alliance has worked to restore community health, water quality, habitat, access, and vibrant commerce along Newtown Creek. The Newtown Creek Alliance endeavors to reveal the creek by conducting tours by foot, bike, bus, and boat that educate the public about the history of the waterway and current activity. They also work to nurture and expand open spaces along Newtown Creek to enable public access to a waterway which has few public access points, and it also partners with educational institutions to teach Newtown Creek-based curricula. The Alliance works to restore the creek by securing mitigation and remediation of known environmental hazards, both in the neighborhoods surrounding Newtown Creek and in Newtown Creek itself, reporting ongoing sources of pollution and preventing new pollution. They work on long-term solutions to the creek's massive combined sewer overflow problem. To restore the ecological functions of the waterway, the Newtown Creek Alliance supports investments in green infrastructure, bioremediation, and habitat restoration. The Newtown Creek Alliance helps to revitalize the waterfront community by playing a leadership role in area-wide brownfield redevelopment plans and creating programs that improve the environmental profile of industrial businesses, 
while engaging in workforce development to create local green jobs. The NCA struggles to strike a balance with the three E's and supports environmental, economic, and human health. The reveal aspect is important. Newtown Creek has been called the Invisible Creek because communities have long lacked physical and visual access because of the industrial structures lining its shores. Increasingly, with waterfront redevelopment and more and more people moving to the area, the creek is becoming more visible, which poses challenges and opportunities. Finding ways to improve the water and the shoreline so they provide multiple functions, including industry, is a big priority for the Newtown Creek Alliance but it is a constant struggle given the intensive ongoing gentrification of the area. In 2008, the Newtown Creek Alliance was awarded a Brownfield Opportunity Area Grant to create a community-driven plan for developing contaminated brownfield sites in communities along the creek. A brownfield site is industrial land that is contaminated with low levels of hazardous waste and pollutants that has the potential to be redeveloped. The Brownfield Opportunity Area Program enables communities to establish a clear vision for the revitalization and improvement of areas with concentrations of brownfield sites and an implementation plan to transform these blighted areas into economically viable and environmentally sustainable community assets. The final Boer report outlined a vision that looked, quote, towards a 21st century maritime industrial community on Newtown Creek. It emphasized developing high-performance, environmentally sustainable industrial uses, parks, and wetlands creation, and improved environmental infrastructure. 2008, the Newtown Creek Alliance also was awarded an environmental justice grant to conduct a community-based environmental health study. The Alliance has also benefited from government-sponsored environmental benefits awards. The Environmental Benefits Program was established in 1992 after grassroots environmental activists from Greenpoint and Williamsburg pushed the city and the state government to address environmental problems associated with the massive Newtown Creek wastewater treatment plant. It was created to fund sustainability projects in the Greenpoint-Williamsburg area. In 2010, the area around the creek benefited from a $10 million award. In 2012, the Newtown Creek Alliance partnered with many environmental projects who participated in the 19.5 million Greenpoint Community Environmental Fund mentioned earlier. In 2010, after much lobbying on the part of the NCA and other environmental activists, Newtown Creek was declared a Superfund site by the Environmental Protection Agency, a designation that brings much-needed government funding and resources for the remediation of the creek. The Superfund is a government program designed to fund the cleanup of sites contaminated with hazardous substances and pollutants. It was established as the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act of 1980 as a response to hazardous threats such as the Love Canal disaster in New York. While there was a great deal of concern that being labeled a Superfund site would stigmatize the area, a quick look at the recent development around the Guanas Canal, another Superfund site, shows that the label hasn't stifled waterfront redevelopment. On the contrary, the area is undergoing intensive gentrification, evidenced by the presence of a whole food market with an urban farm on its roof, the spread of residential development along its bank, and rising property values. The NCA is hoping that the changes resulting from the Superfund process will be different from those that have exacerbated the gentrification of the Gowanus area. The Newtown Creek Alliance plays a large role in the Superfund Community Advisory Group, which has been developing long-term visions for the creek. 
The community advisory group and the Newtown Creek Alliance have shifted the conversation about cleaning up the creek from being against something to being for something, from an emphasis on removing toxins and pollution to one based on creating a positive vision for the creek, one that is vibrant environmental resource and an amenity for the community to enjoy. As I have pointed out, the goal of the Newtown Creek Alliance has always been to articulate and realize a conception of sustainability that remediates and revitalizes the creek and the waterfront so that it serves the recreational community while protecting the industrial character of the area. The most recent vision that strives to achieve these goals is the 2018 Newtown Creek Vision Plan. It was created as a result of a partnership between the environmental watchdog group Riverkeeper with the Newtown Creek Alliance and the design firm Perkins Plus Will. The 158-page report details a comprehensive vision that provides for a clean enough to fish, boat, and swim safely, new waterfront parks to give tens of thousands of nearby residents access to nature and recreation, repurposed industrial sites allowing for businesses to thrive while protecting the environment, and a stronger shoreline to guard surrounding neighborhoods from coastal flooding. According to Mike Aziz, the senior urban designer for Perkins Plus Will, quote, the potential social, economic, and environmental benefits of restoring these waterways and their abutting neighborhoods are significant. The plan creates a new model for urban industrial waterways that emphasizes resilience, remediation, recreation, and restoration. It outlines a transformative path for the Newtown Creek that emphasizes generating and restoring habitat, community access, and sustainable uses for decades to come. The Newtown Creek is still an active industrial waterway, and the Newtown Creek Alliance is very much about preserving industrial use and maritime use. At the same time, they want the creek to regain some of its natural character. While the 2018 Newtown Creek Vision Plan is environmentally ambitious, it also reveals some of the ominous and precarious developments around the creek. The Newtown Creek area, like many waterfront neighborhoods that are ongoing environmental cleanup and revitalization, is wrestling with the issue of seemingly unstoppable and intensive gentrification. While the NCA has long struggled with the three E's of sustainability, in recent years, especially after Hurricane Sandy struck in 2012, there has been an emphasis on resiliency. The Newtown Creek Vision Plan reflects this shift. While resiliency is basically the ability to withstand shocks and bounce back, the Newtown Creek Vision Plan doesn't stress bouncing back. Instead, it focuses on ways to bounce forward to a more green and equitable waterfront that benefits the many, not just the few. In closing, I would like to say a few words about plans for the Dutch Kills area in Long Island City, which the Newtown Creek Vision Plans reimagines as an environmental and recreational oasis that coexists with industry. The plan links together several small-scale greening projects along a waterway to form what is being called the Dutch Kills Loop, a 1.4-mile walkway of public park and green spaces. One part of the plan envisions repurposing a decommissioned MTA elevated railway into a public space that is similar to the High Line. These elevated tracks would connect to a viewing platform that overlooks the Newtown Creek with spectacular views of Brooklyn, Long Island City, and the Manhattan skyline. To help realize this adaptive reuse project for the Dust Kills Loop, the Newtown Creek Alliance has recently sought help from the High Line Network. The High Line, a decommissioned elevated railway that was repurposed as a public space that serves as both an economic development project and a public park, has attracted at least 7.5 million people this last year. As a result of its success, cities around the world are trying to develop their own High Line projects. 
Copycats sprouted up in locations as diverse as Korea, Chicago, and Philadelphia. The Highline has champions and critics. In 2017, Friends of the Highline established the Highline Network, whose purpose is to help fledgling adaptive reuse projects around the country figure out how they can fund their plans and at the same time foster, quote, equitable development and community engagement. The Highline Network advises urban park projects in New York City and the country at large that embrace the Highline ethos, seeing the beauty in some discarded piece of infrastructure and transforming it into a public place. The network focuses on how to develop greening adaptive reuse projects that doesn't result in gentrification and displacement. This is a key issue for the Newtown Creek Alliance, who are struggling to remediate and revitalize the creek in such a way that their efforts don't exacerbate the gentrification of the area. It is a constant ongoing struggle, how to green in an equitable manner without fostering gentrification. The Newtown Creek Alliance has a utopian streak. They want the creek to be green, clean, and accessible to all. They don't want to remove industry. They want to protect it and reform it so that it's cleaner and greener. In closing, I want to offer a quote from Campbell, who has argued that the concept of sustainability can be effective if instead of merely evoking a misty-eyed vision of a peaceful ecotopia, it acts as a lightning rod to focus on conflicting economic, environmental, and social interests. The more it stirs up conflict and sharpens the debate, the more effective the idea of sustainability will be in the long run. The Newtown Creek Alliance and activists along Newtown Creek are struggling with a vision of sustainability and resilience that strikes a delicate balance between the three E's. While a great deal of New York City's post-industrial waterfront communities have become gentrification hotspots, they are struggling to make Newtown Creek and the waterfront around it cleaner, greener, and more beautiful for the many, not just the few. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sights and Sounds. Be sure to check out the rest of our podcasts at GothamCenter.org and sign up to our mailing list to find out about other programming here at the Gotham Center for New York City History.